0: Welcome to Walked Into a Bar. This is the show where three brothers who happen to be professionals in one area or another uh, get together online and chat about things that are completely pointless, that are completely meaningless, and we do it in ways that are completely stupid. Nevertheless, here we are. Uh, My name's Phil. I'm a lawyer. We've got Matt, who is an engineer. He's the middle brother. And the youngest brother is Ben, who's a pastor. And uh, we are here just to shoot the breeze and have fun. Um... I do want to start out on a little bit of a serious note. This is a, a strange time in our nation. Um, it's a time of upheaval. It's a time of uh, really odd things happening, coming from the COVID-19 crisis right into some racial riots. Um, and we want to say from, from us that while we uh, absolutely do not condone looting and rioting and violence, uh, far worse, in our opinion, is the death of innocent people um especially at the hands of, of people who are supposed to be protecting and serving us um, that's really the only statement we're going to issue on this uh, we pray for everybody to come together we pray for this nation to um well frankly because we're all christians we pray for this nation to turn back to god and to seek healing um, and for these racial issues and tensions to um to finally be concluded and taken care of um, so that's really all we're going to say on that and and, uh, if you have any other questions for us about that, talk to us individually. Um, but that's, that's really what we're going to say about that. Um, I do then kind of want to get into our movie. And the reason I want to get into our movie is because our movie was picked unbeknownst to us, uh, which I'm ashamed to say, um, our movie is, is a historical movie to some extent. And it revolves around something that happened, um, This week, essentially, June, uh, it's currently June 2nd. You guys will see this probably um, this Friday, uh, which would be the...
1: I'll I'll try and get this done for
0: Thursday. So the 4th or 5th. And this event happened June 4th through 7th, 1942. Uh, And the movie is Midway. This is the new release movie that just came out earlier this year, as I believe, late last year, earlier this year. The Battle of Midway, of course, uh, one of the great turning points in the Pacific campaign of World War II. Um, this movie was highly touted as being something just phenomenal, uh, being somewhat historically accurate, and uh, it's something that all three of us have watched. My brothers, I believe, both watched it in the theater. I didn't catch it in the theater. Because, uh, oh, Ben didn't catch it in the theater either, but Matt did. Um,
2: yeah, I went and watched it with my church group.
0: Watched it with us. That's, that's fantastic. It is a clean movie. You could watch it with your church group, I think. Maybe a little language, but... Um, not nearly the language you would expect out of some war movies. Um, I think I mentioned before on this on this uh, little vlog that we do that I was a history major in college and I concentrated in military history. I, I consider myself um, maybe not an expert in the field, but I, it's definitely one of my hobbies is studying military history from World War II to present. Um, and so I came into this movie with a little different eye. Um, I did not come into this movie necessarily wanting to be entertained. Um, I shouldn't say that. I did want to be entertained, but more than that, I wanted to be entertained by the good retelling of the great story that is the Battle of Midway. Um, Just to set the scene a little bit, it's June of 1942. Um, About six months ago, almost six months exactly before this battle happened was the attack on Pearl Harbor where the Japanese surprised us and sucker punched us, knocking out, virtually the entirety of the Pacific Fleet. Um, in between the two events, we've had um, the the uh, Doolittle Raid, where B-25 bombers took off from the USS Hornet and attacked Japan. Um, we've had the Battle of the Coral Sea, which was in all respects pretty much a draw between the Japanese and the Americans. We both suffered he- heavy casualties. And at this point in time, we'd done nothing to stop the Japanese from uh, exhibiting a much greater uh, field of influence in this area around the Pacific Ocean. Um, Our code breakers had broken the Japanese code. They were listening in, and they got word that there was a big thing happening, uh, and the rest of it is in the movie. So I'm going to leave it there. Um, I got to tell you guys, I I hated this movie. I hated it.
1: From what I standpoint? Stand
0: I couldn't stand it because I cannot I cannot separate myself from the historical accuracy. Now, I, I want to start out by saying that what they put in the movie wasn't necessarily historically inaccurate. But what they left out of this movie was very important from a historical purpose and to give context to what happens in the movie. The movie concentrates um, almost all of its efforts on one particular dive-bombing squadron from the USS Enterprise and leaves out virtually every other aspect of the Battle of Midway, including um, my favorite parts of the story, which is the the flyers of um, Torpedo Squadron 8 from the USS Hornet. They don't even mention that the USS Hornet participated in the Battle of Midway. They talk about it uh, launching the B-25 bombers of Doolittle and that raid, but then when they get to the Battle of Midway, they don't even mention that the Hornet's there. and That's really disappointing for me Um, Not the least of which reason because I live in Pierre, South Dakota, and the commander of Torpedo Squadron 8, uh, Commander John Waldron, was in fact a resident of the Fort Pierre and Pierre area. He was uh, part Lakota Sioux from this area of South Dakota. Uh, The bridge across the Missouri River between Pierre and Fort Pierre is named after him. And um, Lieutenant Commander Waldron was one of, if not the first, naval aviator to actually find the Japanese fleet. He led his torpedo squadron in an attack of the Japanese fleet, and they were decimated. Nobody made it out except for one person, Ensign George Gay. His plane was shot down. He was the tail gunner, or excuse me, the radar operator, tail gunner of of, uh, one of the the dive, uh, excuse me, torpedo planes. Man, I can't talk tonight. Um, His plane was shot down. He survived, uh, was in the ocean for quite a period of time. Um, but there was no mention of Vincent George Gay. There was no mention of Commander Waldron. There was no mention of Torpedo Squadron 8. There was no mention of the USS Hornet as it comes to the Battle of Midway. And to me, those things are fatal flaws. Um, if I'm going to watch a movie for entertainment, if it's on a historical thing, if it's on something that happened historically, I want the movie to be somewhat truthful especially when they begin the movie by saying this is a true movie
1: what if what if they didn't mention the hornets sorry to interrupt you but what if they didn't mention the hornets because murder hornets were planned to invade america this year in 2020 i'm a, just not, i'm not mostly, even touching that that's a just a mostly horrendous. forgotten wow, a mostly wow. forgotten just, 2020,
0: no, 2020 current event that has just, just no overtaken is so america off is so and okay so can we mute him
1: Yeah, we we should be. No, you can But I can. Mute yourself, then, please. Hold on, let me mute you
0: guys.
1: (laughs) Yes, I have the the power.
2: Unmuted. Okay, so uh, what? My biggest question is: is there's a legacy here? There was a a version of this movie created. uh,
0: 1976.
2: um, So yeah, well before my time. well I mean hey it
0: was after Star Wars it was well before Matt's time Star Wars Star Wars new no I'm sorry oh man I can't do math tonight either oh this is bad right after
2: right before Star Wars (laughs) you're out get out so (laughs) that one was uh you know quite a while ago uh my understanding is that one is uh beloved by people that uh appreciate the story of the midway battle um I don't remember as kids if we ever watched that one or not. I I I, I did. Wait, I but, certainly watched it. And and much of what you discussed there is nothing new to to my ears. That being said, I'm not I'm no naval battle expert. And it's a weak area for me. Um, fortunately, I had a professor in law
0: school who took uh, my civil procedure professor, and and nobody really knows why, but he would take one day every year and. All he would do was talk about the battle of Midway and he would talk about commander Waldron. He would talk about Ensign George gay. He would talk about how it, this squadron that this movie is focused on the, the dive bombing squadron from the USS enterprise was the squadron who got the most hits on the Japanese carriers that day. There's no doubt about that. They did the most damage. Um, but they weren't the only ones there and leaving out the sacrifices of the other ones is what really irritates me because there were several, besides Torpedo Squadron 8, there were several other squadrons that just got hit so hard and lost so many of their men. Um, it, it, it's just it's inexcusable, in my opinion, that they would do that. Um, but that being said, I'm not a huge naval historian either. This is not a battle that I really focus on until that happened and I started to dig in a little bit. Um, the 1976 movie, in my opinion, is a far better movie far better. Uh, it is entertaining. It's got great big name actors in it. Charlton Heston, um, Henry Fonda. Uh, goodness. I'm having trouble remembering my old actors now, but just a great cast. Absolutely great cast. Um, the footage, it was made by the same production company that made Torah Tora, Torah, Tora, which is a movie about the Pearl Harbor uh, attack. And they used a lot of the same footage between the two movies and people generally regard Midway as the lesser of those two movies. Um, Tora 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 is a fantastic movie as well, and I highly recommend both of them. But if you want an accurate portrayal of the Battle of Midway, the 76 version is far better. It's far better. Uh, It actually lays out and goes through everything.
2: But the fact that Gaston is the main character, I mean, sorry, the actor that plays Gaston in Beauty and the Beast live action, it's the main character. I mean, Uh, it really sells it. He's, he's, not not, main, he's not the main he's character. He's not the main character, but he's the
0: first supporting actor, I'd say. He's, 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 right he's one of the main characters, yeah. But and I mean, I, he, excuse me, I thought the acting, generally speaking, in this movie was pretty good. Though, oh, you, I do not like Woody Harrelson as Chester Nimitz. He did a decent job of it. I just don't like the idea of Woody Harrelson as Chester he, Nimitz. I can't stand him.
1: But you do have those big names because you even have Dennis Quaid, Mandy Moore. Uh, Mandy Moore is a big name. It's not whether it's good. Mandy
0: Moore was in that?
1: Yeah, Mandy yeah, Moore she's... was Dick Best's girl. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. why she
0: looked familiar. Well, yeah. Put two and two together.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you um, have Nick Jonas. Like, you have oop. big names in it. Uh, one of uh, the Jonas we, we, we don't, care
2: about, the Jonas we don't um, care about the Jonas um, You know,
1: the one, the one I was really sad about, and this is going to be part of my thing, but uh, Alexander Ludwig, uh, Roy Pierce, the guy that dies the, pretty much at the very beginning. I was sad because he's one of my favorite actors in a show called Vikings. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he, he dies right away. And, and it's just really sad because I like him as an actor um, in Vikings. So I'll tell you, I, I thought the cast did a pretty good job. Even, yeah.
0: even Woody Harrelson. I just, I, I can't stand Woody Harrelson. He can't stand period. Phil Carlson. So. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but I thought the cast did a great job. Randy Quaid, specifically Dennis Quaid, Dennis Quaid, excuse me, as, um, as Bull Halsey did a great mm-hmm. job. Great job. Um, but again, the, those people were, the 76 movie got into their characters a little bit more, got into who they were and talked about who they were in, in a much better way. It's probably because the 76 version was a lot longer. Um, yeah. 76 version had live action aircraft. They took old T-6 Texans and converted them to look like Zeros and vowels and Judys and stuff like that. Um, of course, there was no CGI in the 76 version at all. Um, they used current generation naval ships, and so some of them don't look quite right, um, but some of them were actually World War II era ships still in the Navy uh, at the time. The pers- the, the, the digital effects in Midway, the new movie, they're great. Top notch. Uh, if you're just watching it for entertainment value...
1: It's a great movie.
0: I'll give you that, but don't go in thinking that's how it happened.
1: Don't come out of that movie thinking
0: that's how it happened. Here's a
2: controversial uh, uh, benchmark to rate it against. How is it compared to Pearl Harbor? Go. (laughs) Ah,
0: Pearl Harbor. Again, really entertaining movie. Totally inaccurate. Mm -hmm. Totally inaccurate. The, The main characters... Um, I, I can't remember what they called the characters, but they, they were not crew members on Doolittle's raid. Um, and in fact, I remember I right, wasn't the main, one of the main characters supposed to be
2: Doolittle's co-pilot
0: in, in Pearl Harbor? Harbor. Yeah.
2: I haven't watched it in so long. I couldn't tell I, I care
0: I think one of them is supposed to be Doolittle's co-pilot. Doolittle's co-pilot was actually from South Dakota. Wait, weren't, um,
1: weren't they, weren't they f- like they weren't in bombers.
0: The Doolittle raid at the beginning of the movie, or at the um, end of the movie. Excuse me, at, at the end of the at the end of Pearl, Wow, I don't I remember pro. Where I, I have not had very much to drink. No, um, um no. They get the attack. <laughs> they get the attack fairly decent, but yeah. Um, Ben Affleck's character. Yeah. That, to my knowledge, there was no U.S. airman who trained in the U.S. went to England and became an eagle pilot, and then came back and flew fighters on Oahu. Um, There were two fighters that got up on Oahu and shot down a few Japanese planes during the the attack, but the names of those two individuals are not the people you see in the movie. Um, Again, as the movie progresses and they get to the Doolittle Raid, the main characters' names were not names of people who were in the
1: Doolittle Raid. So what you're saying is that historically accurate, just for the, the time matter, historically accurate, Pearl Harbor is not, but Midway is a little bit more historically accurate. Midway than Pearl at Harbor. least
0: focuses on the real people who were involved, although it's a small, very small segment of the people who were involved. If they would have called Midway, um, to, uh, dive, bombs, dive bomb squadron, whatever, I would have been fine with. Of course, that's not going to sell movies, so I get why they did it. But if that's the case, then at the beginning when they talk about this is a true, this is based on true events, they need to say. This is based on the events as they took place in dive bomb squadron, whatever.
2: Okay. As, as a war movie enthusiast and I, I appreciate uh, war movies that depict, you know, real action or are, are very close to what actually happened. Uh, my personal favorites, uh, uh, we were soldiers, um, Black Hawk down, so on and so forth, mainly because I've, I've done a level of understanding and study into uh, helicopter oper- operations and appreciate the, the context of those. In right. this instance, it almost seems as though with the story that they want to tell, they should have done a multi-part movie in which they tell this the, the same story to be historically accurate in the breadth that we're talking here. They should have done uh, a version – that covered each of the important squadrons, the important aspects of the battle uh, to include, maybe even uh, discussing what uh, the army detachment on Midway Island was doing. And they do a little bit, but they focus more on uh, uh, the guy the 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 portrayal of Coppola and his uh, recording of the battle from the island, rather than the, uh, air, the airmen and, and the soldiers doing air defense artillery there on midway.
0: Which, which, I mean, I get why they want to do that. It's, it's a vital part of the story. I'm glad that they decided to to pick a vital part of the story The people, people don't always realize that there was a famous filmmaker who was on the island during the battle. Um, but they could have, they could have talked more about the army bomber crews. They could have talked more about the Navy, it's not something else. The the Avenger, the the Navy Avenger torpedo bomber, was brand new, and saw its baptism by fire at Midway. There was a squadron on Midway. They took off from Midway. They attacked the Japanese fleet. Of the full squadron, which was like twelve or thirteen planes, one came back. One. The others all got shot down. I think everybody everybody uh, perished. There was no mention of that. Um, just. I, Maybe a multi-part movie would have been good. If, if nothing else, if they would have followed the, the 76 movie and and maybe gone a little bit longer. and s- I would have sat in a theater a lot longer. Um, I, I, I can't remember how long it was, but I, I know that by the end of it, I was mad. I was very mad because they they missed so much. Um, I was very disappointed in it. I, I was. I hate to say that, but um, I think I As spent you- three... Three dollars to rent it on Amazon and it's three dollars I want back Amazon
1: as an (laughs) entertainment enthusiast I was vividly entertained with like movies like Ninja Turtles and Ninja Turtles 2 and Ninja Turtles 3 I was entertained right I had to do what Matt did so did the Ninja
0: Turtles episodes (laughs) actually happen in real life
1: yes 100% Um, and they're all they're all New York New York anything is possible in New York I mean look at it now Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was going
0: to
2: say something bad about New York. No, I don't have to. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. They are, they
1: are 100% accurate.
2: Um, uh, guys, we just lost no. all of our viewers from New York. All did, zero did of them. Did we have show? Yeah, there we go.
1: Okay. And I was talking about New York, New York, not just New York. I mean, Buffalo, come on. Come back, Buffalo. Um, Buffalo's fine, he- yeah.
0: Yeah, it's the city. <laughs> it's the city.
1: Anyway, okay. uh, it was a very entertaining movie. The actors were great. Again, we're not disagreeing on that. Phil, Phil knows more about history, so we're not disagreeing with him either. Uh, we just think he knows a little too much about history. To that, that's entirely possible. So um, There's in a movie he doesn't like. I'm just kidding.
0: Um, I, and I'm, Like Matt, I, I'm a war movie aficionado, and I do have my favorites. Um, Saving Ryan. Saving, Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. I like it was a really great start to more realistic movies, even though it's a fake story. They did a really good job of making it look real, but then you got movies like lone survivor. you got movies like 13 hours. Um, you got movies like, um, Oh goodness. What was the one you mentioned Matt? I can never they remember. We were, were soldiers. We were soldiers. And then, and then my favorite of all isn't a movie at all. It's a miniseries, And that is
2: um, band of brothers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I no. appreciate that one, but it's it's just a little too slow for me. But Bandit Brothers
1: was also, wasn't that, who was that produced by? Um,
0: that was Tom
1: Hanks. Tom Hanks, who also produced Saving Private Ryan. Yep. So you're going to have two intermixed realistic things because that producer is who he is. Yep. And so, if, I mean, if I agree. Tom
0: Hanks would have produced Midway, no problem.
1: It would have been totally different would have been it would have been better and you probably would have had like someone like tom hardy as your star which one's um, tom Hardy? bane from batman who's that? um he's also in a more, movie called warrior uh he's in band of brothers he's the scrawny dude, scrawny dude. i can't really they're say all scrawny everybody's
0: scrawny to me I can't okay. Really okay. See anything
1: so else. Okay. I, I'm going to give Midway
2: uh, a good, solid thumbs up on entertainment, and uh, if you want historical accuracy, uh,
1: don't it, go to the movies for historical accuracy. Who does that? Hey, go
2: well, watch the documentary.
1: They don't get it in school sometimes. So, so go go read a book. There's a thing called a library. They still exist. No. My Actually, recommendation
0: is if you're thinking about what the the new Midway. Skip it and watch the
2: nineteen seventy six version. Watch both.
1: One for entertainment, one for a history lesson. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> if you want a history lesson, go find a documentary. Seriously. There's actually the, footage, actually the footage you can find the that... footage. You can watch the
0: footage. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, yes. Yes. Yep. I'll yep. go watch it.
2: I um, actually watched it the day after watching this one in theaters because uh, I think in the what is it, in the ending credits? Hmm. uh i think it was either in the ending credits or something i picked up in the movie watching it that let me know that oh yes indeed there is this actual well, you, you, footage you do see the filmmaker yeah portrayed in the movie
1: yeah um
0: when the japanese attack midway island you see him yeah. so
1: it's a cool movie go check it out just have fun yeah. so all right I think we beat so, that dead horse to death.
0: Uh, I could continue beating that dead horse for about a day and a half.
1: Okay, let's stop and Let's move Let's on. move on. No fun. You're no fun.
0: Fun haters. All right, moving on. So we want to talk about – we started this – we started this uh, vlog – Ben's showing ten fingers. You forgot to put the timer up, didn't you?
1: No. That, that just no, told you how many minutes helped. we have i don't have the timer oh well we have more than
0: that but we... okay good distraction
2: we, st- we started this vlog
0: <laughs> we started this vlog podcast blog whatever it is we're calling it we still have gotten up on a podcasting site um but we started it at basically the beginning of the COVID crisis and so we kind of want to give you guys an update of where things stand now with our personal and professional lives in dealing with COVID. Um, and I don't think we
1: talked about who was going to start, so I'm going to pick Eeny Meeny Money. Ben, go ahead.
0: Watch awesome.
1: Well, COVID has been just so fantastic to me. Yeah, I hasn't been awful. I I've had a travel ban. <laughs> I've had stay at home order. I've had all this yeah, during awful. during said travel ban and stay at home order. I did go to Iowa once to work on my truck just across the border. So I really technically I was totally out of Illinois. And uh, and then I went to South Dakota. No, so, no, we
0: didn't know. Um, we weren't up here.
1: No, I don't care. I don't care. Come get me, prickster. Come get me. You heard me call you a name.
0: Good luck with your subpoena to get
1: me to testify. Anyway, I have no idea who is around. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> um, cool. So anyway, uh, <laughs> the, the eye roll from Matt. So anyway, <laughs> I I went to. I went to South Dakota. I got a topper from my brother and spent some time with him and his family. And we hung out in his garage because my son and my wife are allergic to their dog. My son is deathly allergic to your dog. He throws up. Um, thankfully, we didn't have that issue in the garage. So God. praise the Lord. Um, got some stuff done on my truck and booked it back home. But uh, we, we stopped having church. In the church, uh, due to the government recommendations, and we continue uh, to this date to not have church, and we continue to do online stuff. And uh, what I've realized is as Matt yawns, that I'm boring. But yeah, that I-, I yawned already professionally. Uh, this has been one of my favorite times as a pastor uh, because we've really been able to spread our wings and become peacocks and fly. So, um, peacocks fly, yeah. <laughs> It's from a movie, the other guys.
2: Um, Wilfer. It, anyway. it, it, is, it is really funny.
1: It's hilarious. <laughs> Captain, stop. You got to let me be... be, be what, what does he say? I forget. I just watched it too. He goes, I'm a peacock. You got to let me fly, Captain. So, um, uh, I'm Markle. a peacock. You got to let me you gotta let me fly. Uh, anyway, uh, so all of that to say, uh, we've really set a standard here in Lakin for, for, I believe we've set a standard for Church Online um for our small community because i don't think anyone else attempted it uh and if they did it was it was small but we are planning on possibly very small possibility that this sunday we do a percentage of people uh capacity the percentage of capacity of our building uh back to church um and we will start with those that don't have internet uh because surprisingly we have quite a few people who don't have internet in our church and so they've been missing out of church our church specifically is missing out of that camaraderie Um, and so we want to give them a shot but uh, it's been tough that way but it's also been very uh, very busy for me I've done devotionals every day every day since COVID-19 since the stay-at-home order started uh, I've done a devo except for Sundays and I think two Saturdays just because I believe now is the time we're going to, we're going to continue the online church presence and that's COVID-19 in a nutshell.
2: Yep. Good. Uh, Matt, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Uh, I can go. Yep. So, uh, uh, with COVID, um, I was working in the lab, had, uh, this medical issue pop up. So that medical issue was cancer. As we've heard in the news, uh, Those with cancer are severely impacted by COVID-19. And so in that uh, sense, with everything that's going on, I continue to hunker down and work from home. And I have the blessing of my supervisors and whatnot. Um, I've discussed it with my pastor. Uh, They've actually been having church in church for two or three weeks now. Um, And I think this Sunday we are going to... uh, at least make an effort to try to hit one of the services because uh, a couple of the couples uh, uh, want to go out to uh, uh, lunch with us uh, Sunday. So uh, we're going to make an effort at it and see how things go.
0: Yep. Very cool. And uh, you heard Matt mentioned cancer. Be praying for him. Mm -hmm. Um, Things look pretty good, but it's still, it's never something that's real easy. So,
2: no, and, and honestly, this one, yeah, I'm handling it okay, but it, it's it's starting to wear on me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So if you think about it, say a prayer for Matt, uh, we'd certainly appreciate it. We want him to stick around a little longer. Um, so for me, professionally, I, I had to work from home. Um, luckily, my particular um, specialty, we don't have specialties in South Dakota, but if you can call it that, uh, I end up doing a lot of phone calls. I do a lot of teleconferences and computer work. Excuse me. I uh, boring myself. That's how wonderful it is. Um, and I can do most of my work from home from a laptop. So I was able to keep working, um, from home, but it, it's draining and it's tiring. And you're never in, in my opinion, you're never as productive at home. Um, at least not when you have kids and, and a wife at home that constantly need you to do something, take care of something, reach up on a high shelf and get something, whatever. Um, I, I was still able to get stuff done, but just not as well. Um, another part of my job is that I supervise the interns in our office. I hire and supervise them and, um, I, that's really probably the part of my job that I love the most because I love dealing with young people. Um, I love helping to educate and teach them and that's a lot of how we work our internships. Um, as I've spoke about before, um, Luckily, this past Monday, uh, the 1st, we were able to get back in the office on a part-time basis. And we were able to get our interns in the office and started. So it's, uh, it's Tuesday night. I've been working with the interns for a day and a half, uh, trying to get them situated and get them projects and get working on them and, and trying to get some more things done from uh, from my caseload. Um, I don't know how long we will be part-time. Uh, I hope it's not too long, because I, I still need to get that productivity up to where it should be. Um, but that's, that's kind of where it's been professionally. Um, Our church is going to start meeting in person uh, in a week and a half on uh, the 14th of June. Um, We're going to be doing two services right away because we just got too many people to socially distance inside the sanctuary and not have two services. So we're going to start out at two services, which interestingly enough, the first Sunday we were out of the building was the first Sunday we were scheduled to go to two services because of our people, uh, the number of people we were having in services anyway. So we're kind of picking up right, right where we were. Um, from a personal standpoint, it's been a great time for my family. We've been able to uh, have family devotions every morning and to grow closer as a family to each other and closer to God, and it's just been a great time for that. So I, I really, I, all in all, I've enjoyed the time. Uh, it's, been, it's been very good on a personal level for us, though I'm ready to get back in the office, ready to get back to um, something resembling normal, and hopefully we can do that. So that's awesome. kind of where we're at with our COVID update. We do want to keep this under 40 minutes. We have seven minutes. We're going to yep. do a drinks, and I'm going to yeah. start out. I'm drinking cerveza tonight. Modelo it's Negro. Um, I like dark beers, and it's Modelo cool. Negro is about the closest you can get to a dark beer in a Mexican beer. Uh, and it's just really smooth. It's it's really uh, just kind of a full-bodied Nice tasting beer without a lot of hops. It, I like it. It's if a lager was dark, that'd be that'd be this. So you get do, more of
1: the richness. Do they use Mexican water in that? I'm gonna hurt you. Good luck. I'm, just, I'm gonna hurt Good you. Good luck later. <laughs> Good luck later, Matt. Why don't you go?
2: Yeah. Okay. Um. So I tossed the can already, but uh, I had uh, not a Guinness. Uh, I threw a uh, Corona. Uh, you had in, honor, in honor of COVID-19, uh, actually just in, in jest or, or to, uh-huh. uh, to show that I didn't fall for the uh, amusing jokes or whatever, yes. I uh, uh, had a, a Corona Extra and my wife enjoys those. And I was going to so, say, Matt, whose beer was that? Uh, that was Alexis's. Uh, <laughs> I, I personally don't <laughs> enjoy those, but uh, today after a, a long day in the office, the office, Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that slid down very nicely. And, so. and how hot was it in Tucson today? Uh, let's see. The highest I heard was 104. You don't pay attention yes. unless it's I, above 110.
0: I got to tell you, after a 104-degree day, Corona would taste good to me, too.
2: It was and, 91
1: and, here. And I walked outside and, like, 104? It feels like about 85. Bucky, you don't have uh humidity, humidity yeah, right. yeah <laughs> right
2: however after monsoons we will be experiencing humidity yeah, so sure, sure. Yeah. okay next
1: all um, right i'm drinking coffee tonight uh with a morning latte milk stout imperial milk stout <laughs> you liar it's um,
0: <laughs> not coffee that's, coffee that's beans. beer coffee beans it's it's beer that coffee has beans. coffee in it coffee cup oh,
2: okay phil coffee. you may be the professional liar um But he is the continual liar. Clearly, because he keeps (laughs) going,
0: even though he knows it's wrong.
1: Topham Goliath (laughs) Brewery make coffee, beer. Coffee, coffee, beer. See,
2: now he said it, coffee,
0: beer. But you notice how he glossed um, over that real quick. Coffee, beer.
1: Um, Sounds like somebody in the corner. I'm drinking a phenomenal, (laughs) uh, can I say that again, phenomenal pints. It sounds amazing. uh, From the Cora, Iowa Brewery. I've I've drank one of those before. It was uh, the Dorothy's great adventure I think is what it was called it was a lager you had that one here on the podcast right exactly and so I've had multiples of theirs but um, this is my favorite of theirs they have my favorite IPA my favorite lager and now they have one of my favorite milk stouts um, imperial milk stout. so it's amazing it's very coffee like it's very rich and creamy and so I, I enjoy it and if you have a chance and you partake Look up Decorah, Iowa Toppling Goliath Brewery. Uh, They're they're amazing. Sounds amazing. And that's all I have to say about that.
0: All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think we've achieved our purpose. We're coming in under 40 minutes. It is, in fact, a miracle, as my iPad tells me, that the uh, election polls are closed in South Dakota now. Um, So we're going to run. We hope you've had a great time with us. We hope you've had fun we a hope film. you've learned so maybe a before, little bit.
1: Before you end, I hope you don't run in more than one place. Mexican water.
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, do you see what I had to put up with through my childhood? Uh, oh, it was you horrible. Can't, you can't it was awful. <laughs> it's
1: amazing. Yeah, there's a reason why I'm a
0: lawyer now. I was traumatized. I'm surprised <laughs> you're as normal as you are. I know. It's Welcome a miracle. Out. Welcome. To Let's now. not talk about the bite scars, Matt. Ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we'll see you next time on Walked Into a Bar. Love you. Adios.